Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Well, let's get into our municipal watch feature for today. Joining us is the Executive Mayor of Etequini, Councillor Mkulisi Kaunda. Councillor Kaunda, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Katie, and thank you very much for having me in your program and greetings to your listeners at home. I'm the only mayor in the Republic of South Africa, especially in the big metro, who's not the executive mayor, but we still have the multi-party executive system. Thank you. When we take a look at what is happening in your municipality, just earlier this um, week on Monday, you, of course, were announcing various measures that really are about improving the conditions of those that are living in the metro, in the municipality. Among them, you talked about issues of hijacked buildings that need to be dealt with, the water crisis, the financial state of the municipality. In the same breath, you, of course, have also um, won an award as the city of Etiquini. This is for a top-performing project at the Annual Association of uh, Municipal Electricity Utilities, the 69th uh, conference that was held um, in Gauteng on Tuesday. So it's a mixed bag, really, the good and the bad. But perhaps in your own words, Councillor Kawunda, how would you describe the state of the Etiquini municipality right now. Thank you, Katie. Uh, firstly, Etewin municipality experienced the worst flood in the century in April last year, which damaged our infrastructure for roads, water, electricity, sanitation, which also impacted negatively in the growth of our economy as a city. But we can give you an assurance and your listeners that Etewin is one of the stable municipalities functional uh, secondly, there is political stability in Etewin. Uh, thirdly, there is administrative stability. And in terms of our finances as a city, we are doing well. Uh, we are stable financially. So we can give assurance to our residents that Etewin uh, is still functional. And we acknowledge the challenges. Looking at the magnitude of damages that occurred during this disaster, starting the effects of COVID-19 in 2020, 2021, the unrest in 2021, as well as the recent flood in 2022. But we are really on the recovery mode, and uh, our part of recovery is starting to yield positive results. As we speak, we have already undertaken uh, the infrastructure project where we have repaired roads, access roads and bridges. More than 114 access roads have been repaired, 27 bridges have been repaired. Uh, we have also restored uh, services uh, to our citizens of water, electricity. We still have pockets of areas with some challenges of water uh, where we are also making good interventions to respond to those. Hence, we had a meter briefing with the Minister of Water and Sanitation on the interventions that are looking at the long term uh, to change the situation for the better. Let's begin with this issue around water. You are dealing with what is a water crisis in in parts of your municipality. Um, If we can maybe begin with a report, the latest report by the Human Rights Commission about the state of KwaZulu-Natal, more broadly municipalities in that province, basically um, failing when it comes to the basic provision of water as a human 
right. Now, your municipality has not been excluded from these findings. You are also one of those that is guilty of, 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 of impeding on people's human rights when it comes to access to water. Yes, looking, Katie, at the infrastructure that we have <clears throat> and compared to the numbers, because we as metros, uh, the influx uh, are very significant in terms of migration to the bigger cities, because when people are looking for better opportunities in the Republic of South Africa, they look for Johannesburg and Deben and look for employment. So that on its own is adding more burden to our resources, financial resources, because we've got to to tackle the challenges of informal settlements, which we are seated at 600 as you speak. And we need to provide them with water, electricity, and other services, access roads and pathways. So we are actually providing those services. We have a small percentage of areas where we are really experiencing challenges. Part of those areas are the areas we inherited uh, from Uku municipality uh, to ourselves as a metro. And some of these areas are in deep rural areas where we have not uh, yet uh, uh, put infrastructure that will be able to service them better. But we have put the alternative ways of providing services during this period when we are still uh, uh, dealing with the issues of infrastructure. We are putting a bulk water pipe that links uh, Ward 2 and Ward 3, which are our deep rural areas. Uh, that is the work in progress. We are constructing, as we speak, many reservoirs that will also improve the supply of water to the areas where there is shortage of water. Uh, we have recently opened uh, Shongwen Reservoir. Uh, we are about to open Umona Reservoir. These are the kind of investments that the city uh, is putting to ensure that we change the situation for the better. But looking at our response as well, in the areas where there are challenges, we have just procured uh, our 55 water tankers so that we insource such a savings so that we are able to provide uh, those areas with water tankers, uh, water through water tankers. And also uh, we are drilling boreholes as we speak in the areas where there is no access at all. So those are the kind of responses just to ascertain okay. that communities do mm. have access to this human right called water because without water, there is no life. Water is life. So... Mayor Kawunda, when you started off with the water situation, part of what you said was you're not actually dealing with a problem that is that big and you believe that it is a problem that is largely contained. When you then go into giving details of what it is that, that, that the city is doing, it to me suggests that the problem is in fact a big one. So f let's make sure that we're both on the same page. Yes, How Katie. many wards in your municipality currently are struggling with access to water? Uh, I can give you that in the south, uh, we are aware that uh, Ward 98, uh, Ward 100, Ward 96, Ward 95, uh, they are having challenges. On the other side of the north, we have Ward 3, Ward 108, we have 107, we have 43, 42. And then when it comes to the central part, uh, the challenge is not uh, huge in that area. But I can give an assurance that if we look at the number of, uh, the percentage of what we supply uh, to the areas of Etiwin or to 
uh, to our households in Etegwini, we are seated right now at around 85%. That tells you that the majority of people do have access to water, but we still need to advance. Uh, to the area no, but, 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 but mayor that, that can't be true you can't say that you have that 80 what did you say 82 or 85 percent yeah what yes, what was true. what what was that figure 85 percent so you 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 can't say that 85 you can't say that 85 percent of residents in the city receive water when you have also acknowledged that there are areas in that very same municipality that don't even have the basic infrastructure to facilitate the bulk supply of water. So what you're actually saying is that 85% of those households that already had infrastructure have access to water, but it's not an accurate reflection about what the state of the entire metro is. Let, let me unpack the challenge, uh, Kate, so that you can follow me and be with me. I want you to be with me. I don't want to leave you behind. So what, what we are saying is that in some areas there is infrastructure, but the challenge is about the supply of water due to challenges. Let me give you an example about Umlazi as a township. Umlazi, following Zimbini, those areas, there are certain wards or sections in that area which do not access water as expected. We are conducting water shedding in those areas. And the reason for that, we've been using two, uh, one big aqueduct, uh, southern aqueduct pipe, but it is divided into two. The other piece of that pipe is not working because it is part of the aging infrastructure. We shut it down, so there's only one pipe that is working. That's what influence or give uh, an effect to the challenge uh, that those communities are experiencing. I'm talking about the project which we are doing with Umgeni Water as we speak. So we are responding to that. So it doesn't mean that we don't have infrastructure, but it is adequate water that must be there all the time for communities to access. So they access water, but not all the time in certain so, areas. We close water for certain for certain hours, but it doesn't mean at all they don't have water. Secondly, we have made an intervention in this very same area to divert Y section, including Malugas section, to source water from Isipingo pipe so that we can be able to unlock and, and leverage on the potential of H section reservoir so that when you fill that reservoir, it will then unlock the challenges of this area. So those are the interventions we, we are making as a city. But in the areas where we are saying we still have difficulties, uh, some, they do have infrastructure, but for now, due to the uh, flood damages, uh, Umgeni Water had two aqueducts. The first aqueduct was, the, the first aqueduct has been completed, which was damaged by floods. The other one is about to, co to be commissioned. That on its own will also unlock the challenges of water in certain areas in the city. So we are also intervening in terms of uh, the, the mid medium term and long term to ensure that we source because water in Eteguini needs an additional at least of 400 million megawatts, which will source in the new dam that we'll be constructing together with Umgeni Water and Department of Water and Sanitation, which will cost 23 billion to 24 billion rand. So, That's the project so, so, in so, so, which so, the is in motion so, to, to execute. So, so Councillor Kaunda then, collectively, how much of the municipality currently 
does not have access to water? I said 85% have water. No, but you you were talking about households that have infrastructure to supply water, no? It's a combination, uh, Katie. It's a combination. I'm saying to you, there are areas where there is infrastructure, but there is a shortage or inadequate water supply. Yes. But the majority of people in Etewini do receive water. But the remaining areas, we know them by name. That's why I've been mentioning the wards, because we are intervening so that we can draw them back to the system as well. But in areas like in one, Ward 105, the infrastructure there, there are plans to put infrastructure, we've increased the budget of our water department, water and sanitation, so that we are able to put infrastructure to those areas. But in the meantime, we are supplying them using water tankers. We are also drilling boreholes. In some of the wards, those boreholes have been drilled already, but the, the work is in progress. So, so the point that, that you make is that you believe that the majority of residents in Eteguini have water. I don't believe. I, yes, I believe I know. Yes, yes that, that, that's that's what you believe. According to you, <laughs> yes, the, the majority yes. of residents in, yes, in Eteguini yes, have yes, water. Let's talk yes. about the problem of, of infrastructure and infrastructure maintenance. How much are you actually losing? Um, this is uh, water that you are not deriving any revenue from as a result of the state of the infrastructure? We are seated at 57%, which is a combination of different factors. Uh, the big so 50, of, 57% water losses? Yes. Non-revenue water. Yes. Yes. So what, uh, what the city is doing to address that? Firstly, we are giving, we're providing water to rural areas where there are ten pipes and they were put water there in informal settlements, but that water has not been accounted for because we have not installed the bulk meters, which will quantify how much water we are allocating to those committees, which is the work in progress that the city has allocated funding to do, to complete that work. Secondly, uh, we are also looking at uh, upsizing our own pipes uh, so that we don't experience best all the time because the pipes we are using, looking at the number of households that are expecting water and the demand, so that, that those pipes are not experiencing best all the time. But we are also applying technology as a city. Uh, the, uh, the satellite detector uh, uh, satellite system, uh, technology system uh, that we have also employed uh, uh, their services to the city, uh, that system will also detect uh, the, 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 the leaks, the leaks in, in the areas so that we are able uh, to on time as a city why do you believe that the issue around water losses in Etegwini has worsened over the last three years? Because historically, this is not where the figure was sitting. Yes, it's true. If you look at, uh, as I, I started in my, in, my, in my preamble, I said, uh, Katie, the metros, they are huge influx of people. So when people arrive in your city, they build uh, houses, they connect themselves illegally. So that also uh, adds on the bed. Because when people connect in our system illegally, they break those pipes. Then therefore, you are bound to have leaks. 
Uh, so, so we... are you saying that in the last three years, the, the city of Etiquini has had such a great influx of people that your water losses have moved from about 40% to now 57%? Yes, in the past five years, uh, we've experienced 25% of migration in the city because people are looking for jobs. And this is the only metro, by the way, in the province. But when people are building houses, they're supposed to be getting the appropriate um, clearances from the municipality. You, you, it, you, It's not like you don't have a say when a structure goes up in your municipality. You as the municipality have a say over whether people can build or not build in certain areas. We would like to have that capacity, Katie, but you can't have it in a, in a big metro like this of ours with 4 million people. So it is so, not so, possible. So what does you that can mean? Dream about having, we can dream about having it that capacity to stop each and every person in each and every corner to build a structure. That is impossible. That is why we have even appealed that Let's work together with the departments relevant so that we are given time because the 48 hours... But, but Mayor, which, not, not to the point... But Mayor, not to the point where... Within the not to the point where you, you, you raise your hands up in the air and you say, well, that's a pipe dream. When you as the officials are supposed to be sitting down to see how best you mitigate against the challenge. Because it's one thing to have one or two houses go up, but to have the, the water losses become as significant as they are, it means that there are entire areas that have gone up in your city where illegal connections have taken place and your officials have done absolutely nothing about it. That's what those no, figures tell us. No, it's not like that, Katie. Let me tell you, we are one municipality with the land invasion unit. That land invasion unit is supported by Metropolis, but as I've alluded to the fact that you can't be all over. The the spread, the geographical spread of Etewini is not as what people may think. In Etewini, we are 60% rural township and informal settlements. So therefore, it becomes impossible. Even if you can employ more police for now, they can't resolve that issue. What can all resolve right. that issue is the strategic intervention of developing the rural districts and, and local municipalities so that people are not leaving their municipalities and come Councilor, to the city, Councilor to the Kaunda, and look for the better We're going to continue in a moment. It's time for me to take the latest news headlines. We're in conversation yeah, okay. with the Etukuni Mayor Mkholisi um, Kaunda. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation on Municipal Watch with Mkoli Sikawunda. He's the Executive Mayor for the Etiquini Municipality. Joining us on the line now, Chairperson of the Etiquini Rate Payers Protest Movement, Asad Gaffa. Asad, good morning to you. Thanks for your, t- uh, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Asad. All right. It looks like we've we've lost Assad on on the line there. Um, he of course wanted to contribute to this conversation. All right, Assad, I understand you're back on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. You, I assume, have had an opportunity to hear what Mayor Golisi um, Kaunda has had to say about the state of Ekurleni. What is your view as the ratepayers protest of Etiquini? Apologies. Uh, what is your view as the ratepayers protest movement? Look, this issue of the water which you're raising has concerned us. I mean, it's concerned us since the day that we, we started off as the Westville Ratepayers Association. 
In fact, we, we addressed this issue as early as 2019 with the city. We've written to the mayor, we've written to the city manager, and it has been a concern for us because uh, when we talk about the infrastructure, uh, this discussion didn't start in 2019. It started 20 years ago. It was already identified that there was a need to improve on the infrastructure. Now, I hear the, uh, the mayor and I appreciate his kind words that he's using. And, and you know, um, I also feel for him that you're putting him in the firing line. But the reality is that it's not a challenge. It's a crisis. And the sooner the city uh, accepts and, and admits that it, the, the water situation in a Tequini is in a crisis, the sooner we all can work together to address these issues. Now, you've heard the mayor admit that the water loss is around 56%. In the, in the last five financial years, we're looking at over 15 billion rand. That's a huge amount of money that's just getting wasted. Um, in the last financial year alone, it was around 2 billion rand. Now, coupled with that, the city has already started to charge ratepayers an infrastructure uh, levy. It's around 147 a kiloliter. And this money is supposed to be used to improve and to deliver infrastructure to areas that don't have infrastructure. Now, coming back to the water, water is a constitutional right, and we're fighting for this. In fact, we've addressed this with the city. The mayor is aware. We've made him aware that as Westville, we appreciate all the good services that they've given to us, but we will remain in protest against the city because of the very fact that there are communities outside of Etekwini that do not have piped water, and it's unacceptable. I mean, in 2023, it's not that we are just picking up the issue and we're trying to make trouble against the city. These communities have reached out to us. I mean, Richmond Farm, and we've addressed this, in fact, we've written to the city in this regard. For three years, they have not had piped water. How, how is that acceptable? Yes, they talk about sending out tankers. When you speak to the community, they will tell you the tankers are infrequent. They come sometimes, they don't come sometimes. Sometimes when they do arrive, most of these people are out at work because they need to work and they need to earn an income. So the tankers come there, they're not there, there's no one to collect the water. Most of these people are single grandmothers looking after children. So there are children in these houses that don't have water. And how, how, how is it that we can accept this? It is totally unacceptable. If we look at another community within Itaquini, and the mayor is aware of, these, of this community, they went without water for nine days. That community made such a noise, such a noise. They managed to get every single official, including the attention of the mayor, just to sort out water for them, which they didn't have for nine days. We're talking about communities who have not had water for more than three years. Who speaks for those communities? Who raises the issues and concerns for those communities? Just because they're not ratepayers, does it mean that we need to treat them different? I don't agree with that. I mean, again, we're saying this is a constitutional right. There shouldn't be any household within a Tequini that does not have access to water. It's unacceptable. Asad, when the, what, yeah? what, what have you found has been the response from the municipality as you raise this issue, whether on behalf of yourselves as rate payers in the areas where you live or even the surrounding areas where you've detected the problem? Look, I have to admit, we've raised the issue with the budget with the city, okay? 
um, and we wanted the Tribune, you know, to have more say in this budget to address these issues. I can confirm, and, and, and the mayor is here, he can confirm it as well. They have reprioritized the budget, and especially in regards to water. But it's far too little and far too late. It's a serious concern. It's a crisis. We're talking about the crisis. And we are happy to partner with the city. We're even happy to bring in investors to help the city. We even prepared as ratepayers. This is the reason why we wanted to reopen the discussion in regards to the budget with the city, because we're saying, let's look at the, uh, at the budget. Let's reprioritize. Let's take out everything that is unnecessary, because the city still continues to spend money on items not related to its core function. I mean, just in the last week, they must have spent, I don't know, over 30, 40 million there. And that's in regards to fashion shows, youth empowerment, um, uh, you know, unrelated to service delivery. And we are saying all that money should have and must be used for core services, namely water. All right. So, and what we are also saying is once we strip out all the nice to have, because right now the city is in a crisis. So if we are in a crisis, strip out all the nice to have. And if there is a shortfall in the budget, we as ratepayers, we're happy to have the discussion with the city to say, listen, if the infrastructure grant uh, levy is only so much and we need a little bit more in order for us to fix the city, we can have the conversation with the ratepayers and support the city in that regard. But we're not going to support the city if they're still going to continue wasting money on nice to have. It's unacceptable. All right. All right, Asad. Mayor Kaunda? Yes, Katie, I just want to be careful because, uh, you know, Asaf and the Westville uh, Writers Association were in court uh, to deal with some of the issues. So I'll be careful in my responses so that I don't also empower him uh, when we are fighting in a court of law. But uh, I just want to respond to a few issues. Firstly, we are not wasting money when we invest money on small businesses, young designers uh, who have from this city have been able uh, to develop the kit for Olympics uh, to Japan, for the team South Africa, and to Commonwealth Games. Those kits were developed by the very same uh, young designers whom we are supporting through incubation program as a city so that they can generate uh, economy and be part of the mainstream economy. To us, we don't view that as the waste of money or the nice to have. It's an investment to the local economy, that economy which needs to be injected so that we can create new jobs in the, in the, in the, in the, in the city. Then the second issue, uh, we have met with many repairs. Uh, he's part of them, uh, the West View, we have met with them, but the majority of them, they are saying, Mr. Mayor, we are not here to boycott rates. We want to work with you as a city. We understand the magnitude of challenges the city has been confronted with. We appreciate that including Westville, because the only issue which Westville has taken us to court is for us not to implement our credit control uh, 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 policy. That credit control policy says if you do not pay us, we go and switch you off in terms of supplying you with electricity. So we can't stop that, and we are going to fight in court on that. But we are working with all ratepayers to ensure that we rebuild the city. Part of what we are doing, Katie, uh, which uh, is really appreciated, is to engage even the private sector. The private sector is now coming on board in terms of uh, even offering 
uh, some services like engineers to work together with our officials wherever there is a need to do so because we are engaging all stakeholders to rebuild the economy of our city so we are more than ready even to continue to work with westville but westville i've coached i've, I've raised my concern with the chair that let us not fight over uh, issues but let us meet and deal with the issues that are confronting the city and we are more than happy to work with Westville Red Pairs Association and many other so, Red so, 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 Mayor Kawinda, one of the things that um, Assad has raised is that there's been a slow pace of delivery. Turnaround time has been very slow. Yes, uh, let me tell you the reason why. Uh, the city that has been readjusting its budget since 2019 because of COVID-19, 2020, 2021 because of the unrest, you have to shelve some of the things for you no, to be able but, to but, make but, 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 but COVID was, was in 2020, Mayor. Yes, 2020. Yes, yeah, but you talked about readjustment of budget from 2019. Yes, there were storms here in the city. When I arrived as a mayor on the 5th of September, in November, there were heavy storms in the very same city. So all those years, including 2022, we've been trying to recover and there's been incident after one incident. So it, it, it also presented that your own economy as a city, your own budget uh, was affected. So therefore, even the, the revenue collection was severely affected because people were unable to pay for services. So we had to readjust the budget. So now we are in a position where we have said in this budget, which most of parties supported in the city, which has been approved. We have given water and sanitation 2.1 billion rands to deal with the challenges because we understand the magnitude of challenges in that unit and right. the challenges of water and sanitation that are confronting us as a city. All right. Let me go to Shavesh. You're in Phoenix. Shavesh, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Shavesh. Hi, good morning. Yes, I have a few issues here. So basically, I'll just sum it up, right? It's 47, I'm from Phoenix, there's 47,000, sorry, 47,250 streetlights that's not functioning in Phoenix. There are 3,000, sorry, 300,000 street uh, light poles, wire, electricity, hanging, only to be stolen. The water shutdown is unconstitutional because they're not informing us when it's going to be shut down. And if they do inform us, it's about five or seven days notice. And uh, there's a few other questions, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, they're allowing communities or residential roads to block pathways and, uh, you know, restricting people. And I feel it's unjust to uh, to put the electricity price up. In fact, we shouldn't be paying for that increase. But from an economic point of view, we should be reduced to 13.5 than 14.1. All right. Mayor, your response to yes. that? Oh, sorry, one yes, more thing. Yes, yeah, sorry, one more thing. I just want to mention the place. In Groven uh, Clinic, there's a water meter that's for three months back. The cost of that is 200,000 leakage, 200,000 uh, rand leakage of water. I reported this to ETHNIC. I reported this to the Water Head and Sanitation Department as well, and nothing's been done about it. I'm from Council Liberal Relations. Yeah, and it speaks to why there's this high volume of, of water losses or the non-revenue water is the official term for it. Mayor Kaunda? With the water leaks, uh, we have dispatched the teams of plumbers as we speak in different wards of the city. In total, we have 111 wards in the city. So we are not going to be doing it at the same time, but we are clustering wards 
and we've dispatched the how, team how, how many how many leaks do you have reported on record sorry how many leaks do you have reported on record no i don't have that record with me just now uh, of course the number of that leaks. is more than that is more than four hundred. No, no, no. I, ca- I can't agree with him because I don't have the information. To so, 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 so the difficulty, Mayor, with what Shavesh is saying is that he's been reporting this problem for months now. And it's yes, still three, not fixed. Three months. Three. three months. Three months. Yes, we, we are going to fix it, as I said. And that's, no, but, mind but the Mayor, that when you listen, to yes, Shavesh, Shavesh, just hang on, just hang on. So, so, Mayor, when you listen to the amount of water that is actually being lost, one would think that this is one of the leaks that needs to be prioritized. Why would it take over three months to get somebody out there? Yes, if our teams are not effective in that area, uh, we'll deal with that. But you know that the, they are hardworking teams, and one of them is the, is the, is the employee that was shot last week, uh, whom we lost. I'm attending his memorial service today who has been working very uh, hard uh, in the area. He has been sitting with the Red Pairs Association there, attending to the leaks that you are talking about. So, but the other team members will continue the good work that they've already started. But we are dispatching teams to different wards. In terms of streetlights, we are maintaining streetlights where there are challenges, but in areas like Phoenix, uh, Wentworth, Chaswet, and other areas in the city, we are experiencing a big challenge. Because in the areas where also the drug circulation is happening, they don't want streetlights to be on all the time. So they are interfering with our streetlights. And we also have people who are vandalizing our streetlights. Uh, so that's, that's a matter we've reported to the police that we want the police to assist us as a city. We are maintaining those streetlights, but within a short space of time, they get vandalized. Those who are stealing the powder to make the substance to smoke, they are doing so, but also those who are selling drugs around the areas of Phoenix and other areas, they don't want any light in the areas where they are operating because they want darkness, because crime happens where there is darkness. So we are resolving those issues, but we also want the community to work with us to fight against crime so that we can reduce the number of uh, experiences that the Honorable Member of the Society has talked about. All right. Shavesh? Yes, so regarding the streetlight issue, why can't they bury it underneath and mitigate the risk? I know it'll cost more, uh, it'll cost more, but in the long term, it prevents from people from stealing, that's one. And secondly, the water loss, it's next to, it's actually both, it's a clinic and a Phoenix environmental health. It's a shame to be living in this place knowing there's no water and the people working there reported it as well, but nothing's been done about it. Remember this too, Phoenix right. Health okay. and also a clinic as well. Oh, all right, all right, Chavesh. Thanks for that. Yes, Mayor Kaunda? Yes, Katie. We, we are even incurring the cost that we are not supposed to be incurring as a city. When we put uh, our cables now, we also put concrete on top of the cables that we are putting on the roads to prevent uh, the, the theft that we are experiencing as a city. We are also uh, escorting our employees. That is why, if you look at our tariffs, there's one percent which is also included there to ensure that our employees, when they go out to resolve these challenges, they are escorted by security. So, if we can deal with the issues of crime, working with communities will reduce the levels of cost that you are experiencing. The infrastructure all right, all right. maintenance, the infrastructure maintenance levy that uh, the chair spoke about from Westville, 
Uh, we are already implementing it. For now, we are sitting at more than 200 million because that money is only set aside uh, to change our, our aging pipes and all the infrastructure relating to sanitation and water. All right. Let me go to Joe. You're in Berea. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Cathy? Well, thank you, Joe. Go for it. Um, on the other side of the, the water leaks, I'd just like to ask the mayor, when they repair the leaks, why don't they repair them properly? And I'm referring specifically to a water leak by the Wade Ridge in Bluff Road on the Bluff. There's a water leak by a river in Riverhorse Valley near the City Lodge, a City Courier's warehouse. They, they, they fix it, and three months later, the same leak, the same spot, and somebody's getting paid to do the work, and we're just wasting money. So it's like on the one side, they're not doing the job, and when they are doing the job, they're not doing it properly. And also the roads, with, with, there's a road going up outside road that has been a massive hole for heaven and no knows how long it doesn't get repaired. Mayor Kaunda? All right, all right. Mayor Kaunda, just, 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 just hang on. Joe jo, jo just wants to complete his point. Thing, if you ever need, if you, if you, and this is said with a, with a tinge of sarcasm, if you ever need a, a, a municipal worker or, or metro police person, go to the Glenwood spot on, in the morning between 7 and 8 o'clock. That place is packed with council workers. Packed. Packed. Mayor Kaunda? Uh, I couldn't get him, Kate. I don't know whether it was my line that was bad because I couldn't even get uh, the exact point that he raised. If you can summarize for me. So he's asking questions about the quality of work that is done when leaks are prepared. He mentioned the bluff area and other surrounding surrounding areas where maintenance has been done. Teams have been, been dispatched, but they go back to leaking right after they've been fixed. And he believes that there's somebody that is benefiting from it. He's also raising concern about the visibility of the Metro Police and other municipal officials uh, in the area. He says that often they're found hanging around at a local establishment rather than being out and about and busy with council business. Okay. No, thank you very much for that, Katie. Uh, firstly, the issue on the quality of work that is done and the shorty work uh, we are trying to improve in building our own internal capacity, not to rely on the contractors in the main, uh, so that the city can be able to ensure that the services we render to our citizens is of quality. Uh, secondly, we are now applying a new service uh, delivery model, uh, which will be based on the 17 zones that are constituting this city, mm-hmm. where we'll be allocating officials and uh, from engineering department, from parks and recreation, from roads, from water and sanitation, uh, to be having clusters of wards. Wherever there's a challenge, those officials will be responsible to be there with committees to resolve such issues. That is part of the interventions that we are implementing as a city to turn the situation around. And we are happy, Casey, that some of the projects on the recovery from floods that we have made, we have designed them internally as a city. We are implementing them internally. So that means our work of building the capacity of the municipality is starting to improve All and right. uh, we'll be able to render services. But the police, uh, there is a shortage. Uh, we only have 2,000 metro officers uh, in the city. We are now uh, employing 400 metro police officers every year to try and make sure that the, foot, the footprint of Metropolis is found in each and every corner of the city. All right, we'll leave it there. Ntlantla, you're in Hammersdale. Ntlantla, good morning. My sister, 
is KD. How are you? Nkankam, <laughs> well, we don't have lots of time. Go for it. Yeah, my sister, uh, I'm going to plead uh, one thing from the mayor and, and to his fellow politicians that South Africa needs to be stopped by uh, ensuring that the Freedom Charter is, 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 is implemented, not to be sugarcoated, because our freedom, our freedom rights being infringed by them and their business friends. We need water because it's our constitutional right. Please, Mr. Mayor. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Nkanka, thanks for that. Yeah, a, a heartfelt plea um, that you have made there. So, Asad, in terms of timelines that we're looking at here, at this point, at least officially as residents, have you been given any clarity around when you can expect significant progress, particularly with the water situation? There's so much else that we haven't even had an opportunity to touch on, but not surprising that water has become the dominant feature of this conversation. Yes, uh, in all areas where they are... No, may, may, may I counter that question was for Assad? I'll come to you shortly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Jackie, there's, there has been no timelines, uh, and that is the sad part. Um, and, and we will continue as the Tekwini Ratepayers protest movement. We will continue. I mean, you heard the caller from Hammersdale. They are pleading, and this is what we're doing. We're pleading on their behalf because we didn't fight for the freedom to be put into the situation now in 2023 where we have to plead with officials, we have to plead with the mayor that we need water, people need water. There are grannies out there that need to walk miles just to collect water for their children. They're taking care of children. It's unacceptable. And, and the sooner the city realizes it's not a challenge, it's a crisis, and that's when we will start to move forward. I mean, we are happy to sit with, the, I mean, I just spoke with the mayor yesterday morning, and, and he's agreed that we will have a, a, another follow-up meeting. And, and and to be honest, the mayor is he's, he is he does have an open door policy. He's not a mayor that you can't talk to. And I'm hoping that we can sit down and we can read some solutions because we want to work with the city. I mean, right. we are patriotic to the country. We patriotic to the province. We are even patriotic to to Etekwini. All right, because right. unlike other people, they have left the city and they've gone to the Western Cape. We don't want to leave the city. We want the city to work. Asad. Gaffer is um, the chairperson of the Etiquini Ratepayers Protest Movement. So, uh, Mayor Kaunda, just very briefly for me then, do you at least acknowledge or concede that water provision in your province is at a crisis level? Uh, Katie, we've been in all areas where there are water challenges and we are working with those communities. We have do you believe that it is a crisis, Mayor? It is a challenge. Uh, Why is it not a crisis? No, it is view? a challenge. Why it is, is it not a crisis? It is a challenge. We, we call it a crisis when we say the city does not have water at all. That becomes a crisis. Well, there are areas so, that don't have water at all, Mayor. Yes, we are intervening in those areas with different... So you acknowledge the fact that it's a crisis? A challenge. It's you, a challenge. You can't, you can't fix oh, it yeah. if you are unable to, to acknowledge the scale uh, Katie, at which it, it exists. Katie, uh, I respect your right to say it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, it's your right to say it's a crisis. 
I'm saying to you, it's a big challenge that you must resolve. And we are having mechanisms. The reason why this state will be hosting the World Water Summit in 2025, we've been declared as the host city, is because the challenge of water is in the world. It's not happening in South Africa. It's happening everywhere. Well, so let's we hope need that... to intervene as government. The reason why the city has invested more budgets on water and sanitation is because the city acknowledges that there is a challenge when it comes to water and sanitation. The reason why the city will be employing more police officers is because we acknowledge that the issues of crime in the city are now becoming uncontrollable All so right. we need to intervene. Alright, well, well let's hope, Mayor, that when you host the Water Summit, you will at least be able to have a good story to tell when it comes to the state of water in the province. We'll yes, leave it there for this morning. We'll leave it there for this morning, Mayor. We're out of yeah. time. Councillor Mkholisi Kaunda, the Mayor of the Etokuni Metropolitan Municipality. It's time for your latest news update.